I had to stop and take care of a bathroom break for a charming Pekingese named Han before I did my shopping. So I kissed Mom on the cheek, called the dogs, and loaded them into the van, and off we went. Han's parents, Catherine and Will Beaudry, both worked from home, so this was not a regular visit. Today, they had a meeting to attend that would keep them occupied for five or six hours, and they didn't like their precious boy to be alone that long. They lived in a lovely antique colonial home, which they'd renovated themselves, with access through a security gate. I had the code, but couldn't reach the keypad from the van and had to climb out. It was a bit of a nuisance, and I was always fearful the gate would start closing before I got back in my vehicle. I punched in the numbers, the heavy gates began to swing open, and I reached quickly for the open van door. Too quickly, I slipped on the packed snow, falling forward. Grabbing the door handle, I was able to spare myself from ending up on the ground. Instead, the door slammed closed as I leaned on it and caught my baggy sweater firmly in its grasp. My head bounced off the window, and I clung on, slightly dazed, waiting for my fuzzy brain to clear. When I heard the click of the lock. Oh, no! The dogs, reacting as if this were some new game, were bouncing and barking, and one of them had hit the lock. Inside the van, I could see my keys hanging from the ignition and my cell phone laying on the console. Oh! The squeal of the gate starting to close brought me back to my senses. The gate code was a six-figure number that I kept on my phone, and for the life of me I couldn't remember it now. There might be a way for me to get into the house, but I'd have to get through the gates first. With barely another thought, I tugged at the bottom of my sweater to pull it over my head, but it would only stretch a few inches. So I crouched and wriggled downwards, backing out of the garment and dragging my arms through it so the sleeves were inside out as it dangled from the door, and I was left topless. Thank goodness I wore a bra today. My effort was to no avail. As I straightened up, the gates shut with a depressing finality, and I was left standing half-naked in the freezing cold. I worked my way back into the sweater and forced my mind to consider how to get out of this plight. The dogs were looking expectantly at me, waiting to see where this new game was going. Open the door, I squeaked in that high-pitched voice we use for pets and babies. Come on, guys, jump on the lock again. Good puppies, yay! And to demonstrate, I bounced up and down as best I could while attached to the vehicle and banged on the window. Angel yawned and lay down. Vinny decided it was more fun to wrestle with the quilt that covers the back seat. Only Coco continued to watch intently, but didn't move a muscle. 
For the heck of it, I thought I'd better check the doors, just in case one would open. So I slithered out of the sweater again and went around the van, but no such luck. In frustration, I yanked at my errant clothing, willing it to tear away. Who knew that I owned the one piece of knitwear that was stronger than ripstop nylon? At this rate, I was going to have to knock on a neighbor's door and expose myself as an idiot, as well as a 34B, or I was likely to freeze to death. To delay doing anything so embarrassing for a while longer, I bent down and started to shove my torso once more into the sweater. Hello, Polly. I froze. Metaphorically, that is. I knew that voice.